Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. Mm-hmm. It's the Purple Pants, yeah, yeah. it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News Edition, episode 278. A toe is a toe. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Survivor News. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on all streaming platforms. So go ahead and subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. And as always with your Survivor News, you can watch this audio podcast. Head over to YouTube. Type in Bryce Isaiah, subscribe, give this video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think. And also Purple Pants Posse, I'd appreciate it if you could share this Survivor News. We appreciate it. Every share, every telling somebody or telling somebody really supports and helps us. So if you could share this Survivor News, I would be greatly appreciated. Your baby boys are back. When DZ and I just got back from New York from RHAP, the live event, it was truly amazing. I just want to shout out to everyone that I got to say hello to. My computer is acting crazy right now. So excuse the beeping. It's literally going crazy. Like, I can't believe we was just at New York with 850 people. Like, uh, it just, the RHAP family is so amazing. And the amount of love that I received was truly like overwhelming. And my heart is truly full. If you were at our karaoke event, then you know the vibes were there. But I'm so happy to be joined with Wendell Holland, the winner of Ghost Island, Jack Atkins from the circle season two your baby boys are back and we are getting into all things survivor season 45 episode two so let's get into your survivor news And we are back, your Survivor News Trio, covering season 45 of the world's greatest show, Survivor. I am lucky enough to be joined by the man, the myth. He's not in the NBA, but he does have a twin. His name is Chet, but his name is Jack. Jack Atkins, welcome back to the podcast. What's up? Just got back from uh, basketball practice. Okay. <laughs> to sit down with you guys and talk some Survivor. 
Uh, and if y'all don't know who we talk about, Chet, I don't know his last name, but that's Jack's twin. I have to talk to Christine about Witness of the Child came out. But speaking of child, the father of the world's cutest baby and who he will call Gunkle soon. He is the winner of Ghost Island. He was on Beach Cabana Royale. You may even know him from something. It's Wendeezy. <laughs> Wendeezy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I can't do no bells and whistles today because Wendy is sleeping directly upstairs. But um, it is a pleasure, pleasure and honor, pleasure and privilege to be here with y'all. Yes, 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 yes. We are freshly back from a new episode when DZ and I were in New York for the Bryce and Wynn present our hat welcome party. And it definitely was one for the memories. Uh, I don't have a voice right now because we had so much fun. Um, and shout out to all of the people that came out to the party. Shout out to all of the RHAP podcasters, all of our New York people. Everyone that was there was truly so special. I had such a great time, which not agree with these. It was such a fun time. Oh my gosh, so special. Um, it was, and it's always cool to work with our hat because that's such a, the community is so great and there's so much overlap with the, the Bryson Wayne community and the um, our hat community. So whenever we can work with Rob, uh, we make magic together. And I mean, the our hat live was incredible. Mm. 800, 810 people in this huge theater. Uh, it was just 810. It was their biggest ever. Truly a magical time, right, Bryce? Uh, it was so special. Uh, just being on the stage with Mike, with Carla, with Jesse, with, you know, it's fun clowning Wendeezy Jack on the podcast, but it's even better clowning Wendeezy in front of 800 people. Like, I don't even know. I mean, you know, the first merge boot joke, oh, it hit a little different with a thousand people. ha, <laughs> Uh, so I mean, yeah. Now it's a thousand people. Now it's a I thousand. I mean, you know, I count the seats too. Uh, yeah. but no, it was truly magical. Shout out to Rob, the man, the myth, the legend. What he's created is truly uh, remarkable and inspiring, and we are just clearly happy to be a part of it. And of course, shout out to our crew, the BWP crew, DJ Caution that was in the building spinning. Joey Hatch was in the building hatching. When DZ was in the building DZing, and you know. Okay, what's that? What the young kids say, Jack? That's my slime. Okay, baby boy was given yeah. slime. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bryce. Yeah. Look at his fit, Jack. What's he look like? You That's can so be funny. honest. I mean, it's it's fire. Uh, Thank you, Jack. Jack knows good when he sees it. Yeah, it's Jack. It's they good. were they were calling him a Granny Smith apple, Jack. Uh, not a Granny Smith. Somebody said I was giving auntie vibes on a vacation, and I <laughs> loved it. Okay. <laughs> I'm that auntie. That's always that a compliment is, for Bryce Isaiah. <laughs> listen, okay, I will definitely be somebody auntie. Uh, but listen, the Bryce and Win present Tour 45. It continues to kick off. We will be in DC on October 18th. And from there, when DZ, I mean, do you want to make a Survivor News official announcement? Because can we talk about our first official pop-up of the season? Talk about our first pop-up. You know what? Bryce, I don't, I mean, we might as well talk about it. So the very following week after DC, we will be in Ohio. We are oh. coming to Dayton, Ohio to do a real talk panel at uh, University of Dayton. And that evening we will do a Bryce and Wen present watch party in Dayton. So we're getting it together. And yeah, make sure yeah. you uh make sure you keep an eye out. We'll be dropping all the details for that this week or next week for sure. 
So our first trip to Ohio. Make sure you follow the Bryce and Win present Instagram page where you can stay up to date with all of the details that Bryce and Win has going on. Uh, and yeah, make sure you follow us all. But yeah, let's, I mean, listen, we got a lot to unpack, gentlemen. I think this was a pretty solid episode. You know, the Jack Shack in the YouTube comments this week was jacking uh, <laughs> because they <laughs> they were weighing in on our debates. And the thing that I have to say before we even get to this episode, the one thing that I love about uh, the posse, uh, the Jack Shacks, the Wendy Z's, and everybody is that like, I love the conversations in the YouTube comments this week because, you know, people, they said what they said. But I love the insight. I love the thoughts. And I love the fact that although people were upset about Hannah's departure, I felt like the logic behind it definitely can understand where they were coming from. I mean, I said what I said. And me as a third boot, I'm going to stand by uh, the first person out. Uh, it's a game of Survivor, right? So there has to be someone that goes out first and there has to be a winner. So I'm all for the scale of how things go. But again, just shout out to all y'all in the comments for keeping it so respectful. However, type in what y'all said, because uh, we appreciate that. So, yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to say I want to second that. I mean, I loved reading through. I was reading through all the comments. Hey, I love Jackery Shackery was showing out. <laughs> uh, but B, I love like the, the respectful nature of the debate that was going down in the comments. I think that's the spirit we should all have when we're watching Survivor, especially controversial moments like, like quit. Uh, it's so fun to talk about. And our debate last episode was so fun, Bryce. And I like that everyone kept it respectful and didn't get any any type of personal stuff so here's what i'll i'll, I'll add to uh, wait no no will we not what were you just picking your toe wendell no i wasn't picking it i was i was lotioning it i oh, was it's the, it's the stuff that wendell does. my toe is ashy oh, my toe. Toe like these my toe is short so i could just put some lotion on real quick and keep it moving but jack what i was gonna say was yeah i think that our community um we're we're pretty solid. We're pretty good at keeping it respectful. And what's cool about us is we always have differing perspectives, especially you and Bryce. But sometimes there is a segment of the survivor community that can get a little uh, a little um, not so friendly to the uh, to the contestants. But I like that our people, you know, we can we can all disagree, but we can all respect each other. So I love that. Yeah, we, lo- we love the passion and we love that it's it's taking a respectful form. Yeah. Um, but shall we get in this episode, fellas? Let's go, Let's Jack. Great episode. Yeah, I gotta so say, start, oh. start Jack. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's only five p.m. where I'm at. <laughs> um, uh, what I gotta say, <laughs> what I gotta say, <laughs> and, I mean, I'm living for the ninety minutes first and foremost. Like on paper, nothing in this episode were it to be, you know, a sixty-minute episode went like particularly crazy for me but because we had 90 minutes i feel like we really got the full picture of what's going on painted for us where we're getting to see the dynamic on every tribe and i just appreciate it so much because i think it's going to set up for a great season because we're going to be able to follow a lot better and get more invested as an audience um and it's just to be able to watch for 90 minutes what's crazy jack is to me it's it didn't even seem like 90 minutes like it seemed like it went by so fast but it seemed like we got everything we needed out of it. Mm-hmm. I even love more. It's like uh, when when DZ and I, Jack, were driving back uh, from New York today, when DZ wants to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, he said, oh, no, we'll save it for the pod. And then two minutes later, he's talking about it. What I love in the random conversation that I was having with, with when DZ is that I love the art 
that we can begin to see without even realizing it that you're seeing, right? Like, and it's like, they'll show us something. But again, as you're watching it on the show, you're just thinking it's a part of the show. But when you reflect back on it, it gives you so much to kind of like debate on and talk. And it's like, well, there's a reason out of the a million hours of footage that they had that they put this particular part in it. So I, I love that I'm getting more of these type of moments that I can reflect on. That's a great point. Yeah, it gives us more like backstory to understand why people are making different decisions. Like a lot of times we'll be debating like, oh, they did this because of X, Y, Z. And there's a lot of times a caveat of like, but we weren't there. Like we don't know what happened. Obviously, that's still true, but now we can kind of put the pieces together and be like, okay, this might have affected this, which could have affected this. And it just paints kind of a more complete picture for us. Um, with this 90-minute format, we've got so much uh, extra camp life. There, like, there wasn't even a reward challenge, so we were just chock full of camp life. So I figured this episode, I wanted to try a little bit of a different format of discussion where not necessarily going chronological, but more so going kind of camp by camp up to the challenge and kind of breaking down what's going on in each spot. Cause then we can kind of pick and choose what we want to talk about. Um, so yeah, hopefully it shakes out, but first we could kick it off with the Lulu tribe. They just got back from tribal council where Hannah quit essentially. Um, first thing we kind of see from Lulu is Sabaya and Emily are arguing a bit about their, you know, their back and forth, their tension at tribal council. Uh, Sabaya felt like, I guess Emily maybe felt excluded, but Sabaya felt like it was more so uh, Emily kind of blaming them for excluding her without kind of acknowledging her own behavior that led to that. Yeah, it's like that uh, kind of sort of what we were saying about Brandon last week, where it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And I can relate so much to Emily, I feel like in my own realm of sometimes I come into spaces where I am the only gay black man, right? And I will assume things of people that like, I'm like, oh, he ain't gonna like me. And then it's like the attitude that I give off is like the person is like, well, why would I want to speak to that person? And then when I get to actually know that person, I'm like, it really was kind of like me projecting, right? And so I feel like I can relate to Emily in that sense where it's like, she might feel like a, a nut out of a tree. And she is like feeling like, I'm not used to this. This isn't my wheelhouse. And so like, if I'm not used to this, they have to be the enemy. And when really it's like, no girl, you calling us the enemy when we could work together. So it's like, I really kind of was able to process a lot more of how Emily was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I, I also felt like uh, sometimes you need to be called out in those situations. And I feel like the way we're called in and I feel like the way that Sabaya called Emily in was amazing, right? Where it wasn't like attacking, where it wasn't, but it was like, you know, Sabaya said what she said, and it's like, well, sis, may maybe you're you looking at the circle wrong or the square wrong. Take yourself out of the square and look into the square. So, again, I love this, like, complexity that we're seeing, and especially, like, the compassion, yet the directness from Sabaya. I loved it. Sometimes, yeah. you need, sometimes you need to be, like, I get, like, shaken up a little bit to come to your senses. Right. And I, and I almost analogize that to what's going on right now with that conversation. It's like, yo, look, no. This is what's up. And now it's a matter of uh, Emily kind of changing how she moves uh, amongst this camp. Yeah, we see this this theme kind of pervade through the, throughout the episode of Emily's little evolution. Right. So I think your analogy was great. I'll throw an analogy out there because why not? I feel like it's sort of like because they've been giving her good constructive feedback. It's sort of like if you see someone has like something in their teeth, you worry. You don't want to be the one to be like, yo, you got something in your teeth. But in the long run, if you tell them so they could fix it, then. 
they're going to appreciate that because then it's going to save them from seeing 20 more people where they're going to be like, oh, they got some of their teeth. Like, um, see something, say something. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the next day, we see Emily is still kind of worried about her position in the tribe. She decides to go out and idol hunt. Um, and that leads the rest of the tribe members to be like, well, if she's looking, we got to go make sure she doesn't find this thing. So they devise a plan to sort of split up into groups and look for it, which results in Sabaya going and finding Emily and saying like, hey, girl, I figured we could look together. <laughs> and uh, Emily's kind of immediately wary. Um, but they end up. Well, yeah. What do you guys think of this decision? If you're if you're Lulu minus Emily, what's your plan of attack when you see that Emily's out and about looking? Are you are you all splitting up? Are you splitting into little groups? How do you go about it? I feel like it's the politically correct way to essentially look for the idol for yourself, right? Like it's like we see Emily doing it. We can put a target on Emily, but it's like let's actually hey, like let's all do it together, and we could. If we find it, she won't find it. But really, I feel like it's like I want to find it for myself. But it gives us the green light to actually go idol hunting and let's make it a group project. But we all know how to group projects work. It's the one person that do it. And then everybody else just shows up. It's true. I think it was a good I think it was a good idea to send them all out. Like, all right, let's find her so she doesn't do anything crazy. But and also so you can find it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, right. So. Yeah, but also we're, we're gonna get some eyes on her, and we'll look, and you know, and then um, and then Emily calls Sabaya right out, like, "Nah, y'all are coming to spy on me. What's up?" Yeah, uh, and we actually see that Brandon ends up finding this beware advantage, but decides to basically give it to Sabaya because he wants to protect his vote, and Sabaya is all for it. And now I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. I'm a little torn because I'm like, at first I was like, Brandon. You got to go, you got to make a play here. But then I was like, you know, if you give it to Sabaya and she opens it up right in front of you, you're getting all the same intel without the risk of losing your vote, which could be smart. Granted, this one happened to be like, uh, I think basically the, the, the person who finds the beware advantage like is kind of the one who's supposed to end up with the idol because that's how they get their vote back. Um, but now that I think about it, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I also think for Brandon, if you're aware of your position in the tribe, Sure, you might think Emily might go out before you, but you have to see this alliance of uh, Caleb Spy and Sean forming where essentially your vote's not really going to matter. And so why not make a big play and try to go get yourself something that could change your game? Because right now it's been sloppy. But guys, if you're Brandon here, what do you do? I wouldn't have thought to hand it over, um, but I actually I don't think we've ever seen that, right? As far as getting a beware and handing it right over. So I thought it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty smart idea for exactly the reason you said. He's getting all the intel. He's not risking his vote. It's what I've been saying in this new era of uh, Survivor. I, I don't want to beware. I thought that, that that's exactly what I would have done. I don't want to say no chickens are a duck on Thursday, Monday, right? I don't want to have to decipher no coals because I'm half dyslexic anyway. Like, I want to get make my alliance with Sabaya. Sabaya is, in my opinion, like a natural leader, right? I feel like I'd be drawn to her. So I think that that was like, the greatest move that Brandon could have done, something I would have done, right? Because he knows the game and he knows that, like, he probably needs his vote. So it's like, let me forge this 
relationship. But for me, it's like what I love most about Brandon is that when they went for this idol hunt, right, it took them to a tree that they had to then find. And then it seemed really, really high. Now, in previous seasons, um, as I watch the show, I feel like, you know, there are people that I admire. And, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, I'm the ladder. Uh, on this episode, I was like, Brandon must have been a member of the Purple Pants Posse because Brandon said, listen, Sabaya, <laughs> I'm the ladder. So use me. OK. And for me, when people normally do stuff like this, right, it's like. If I'm saying, Jack, hey, like you can't reach that. Let me get down. You know, most people are like, I, I'm not going to like get up. Sabaya said. <laughs> okay, Sabaya wanted that idol. Like, she had no problem stepping on Brandon's back. You know how most people are like, no, like, I, well, we'll figure it out. Sabaya said, whoop. So, yeah. I was here for it. Yeah, she's seen Brandon on the ground a few times. So, I think maybe it's a it's like, <laughs> no. it's, she's like, let me, let me at least, <laughs> if you're going to be on the ground, let's at least use it for good. <laughs> It's like, um, okay, finally, Brandon, we know what you're good at. You say you're blissed, you're the, the latter. So, yeah. And I just wanted to kind of circle back on my thoughts about, like, in the moment when Brandon gave Sabaya the beware advantage, I definitely was like, I think that's really smart for the reasons we've talked about. Uh, gives you information without risk. But here for me, I, I do think, like I said, if I'm Brandon, maybe I think Emily goes before me, but even still, the trajectory he's been on where it's kind of been crashing downwards and you see this alliance of three that's kind of clearly. In control, I feel like his vote, or maybe he should know that his vote isn't that important. Important. Whereas if he could find an idol, that can maybe get him to the next phase of the game where he can kind of have a reset. So it's obviously easy, easier to say that knowing that how we know how things shake out. Although I love his idea of like the giveaway, I do think for him in the position he's in, maybe he needs to risk it. Granted, we see him risk it a little bit later, and then we can touch on how that shakes out when we get there. But. Um, Last thing going on at Lulu uh, before, you know, the challenge and everything that I want to touch on was Caleb and Emily start to form a bit of a bond uh, where Caleb kind of sees that he says he's starting to see sort of how Emily operates. It's, like, it's a great picture Bryce just brought up. Um, he's, he starts to see how Emily operates and sees that, I guess, she's willing to grow and figures. I mean, he says a bad player would continue to isolate her and a good player would take her under their wing and try to help her improve as a player and then utilize that to their advantage. Um, I think we could all agree it's great to see Emily start to make progress as a person and a game player. But I am curious about your guys' perspective about, you know, what, what Caleb thinks about this situation. Is it smart of Caleb to go do this? Or is he putting himself in jeopardy by kind of sticking his neck out? What do you guys make of this whole dynamic? I love it, right? Like, I think it's the smartest move. It's a mutually beneficial relationship, in my opinion, right? Because in Emily's eyes, and I'm sure to everyone else, Caleb is a very strong member on that team. However, the numbers are dwindling down quick, right? And it's like, in my opinion, I always want Emily uh, because it's very likely that Emily can be a shield to Caleb because if there's an Emily around, there's always something that you could throw out to be like, yeah, she's got to go. But for him to bring her in his wing, knowledge is power. And the, the odd couples sometimes are the best ones because it's like Emily can get information. Caleb can get information. In my opinion, it just behooves Caleb to work with Emily. And for Emily to, you know, sometimes it's like you can't beat them, join them. And so I love the fact that Emily and Caleb had this relationship where it's like he can help Emily get to the, the Emily that we need to see. But I, I love it. I think that's a, such a smart move. I think the easiest move is to vote her out. 
Uh, but to keep her, it's like, if I have to go, I know that Emily will go before me and that gives me time. So I love this relationship. I think it's a great game move. I think if if you understand that you want Brandon out for, first before Emily because of his uh, how he performs in challenges, then, all right, we don't know how long Emily will be here. You know what? I'm going to work this relationship with her and just see where it goes. Why not? Why not open up that line of communication? Why not be the first one to open up that line of communication before someone else scoops her up? So, and again, sometimes it's hard to do that. Like if someone rubs you the wrong way, if someone's pointing the finger at you for the first five days, it is hard to swallow your pride that, you know, you might want to just vote her out of the island because you know your tribe is a hot mess and you know you will have the opportunity to, for you to say, you know what? I'm going to turn these Lululemons into lemonade and make a relationship. I think it's a, a great, great move on behalf of Caleb. And I don't think all Survivor players are willing to make that move. Yeah, I was. A, I like your little Lululemon to lemonade thing. That was good. Uh, I'm also, I like it, but a part of me is a little torn about it. And I can't quite like articulate why. I do feel like maybe when you have such a clear-cut alliance that when you're trying to kind of extend these olive branches to the minority, it can look a little shady. Now, I do think Caleb handled it with a lot of tact, where, at least from what we saw, his conversations with her were more so on, like, an emotion, emotional and, like, personality level, where it wasn't him saying, like, hey, let's have an alliance. It was more so him saying, like, hey, here's how you can kind of win people over a little bit more. And I think that tactic was a lot better because. He can genuinely go to his alliance and he's not he's not working with Emily, but he's just trying to help her on like a personal level that could become a game level. Um, so I would also agree that I, I like the move, especially if you think Brandon's kind of your next guy out. Um, but I do think if you if they were thinking, hey, maybe Emily's our next person out, then it's a little bit like, I don't know, you don't want to start being paired up with Emily. Then she goes and then it's sort of like, oh, well, Caleb was working with her now. Yeah. But I think Caleb could be smooth. Um I've liked what we've seen from him so far. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, we're going to jump over to Reba. First thing we see on their beach is J. Maya up at Tribe Flag. Uh, trying to unscramble whatever code is up there. Not really trying to be secretive about it, um, which I think is fair. I'm sure, like, I think as someone, I think as maybe Austin or Drew mentioned, everyone's curious about it. So I'm sure people are going up and looking at it. She seems to be, and I know, I think she does like, we know that she does like punning. I think she might do some sort of like, I don't know. She's obviously very intelligent. So she's looking at this flag and the code. And I think she even says, I might be looking like too much into this. Cause I think she's trying to like think like unscramble it. Like it's a completely sort of different code when in reality it's just half of like, it's just halves of letters. Um, and so she's not able to make any ground with it, but then Austin pulls up with his uh, parchment that he got from his beware advantage. And he's able to figure it out that you can connect it to the, to the letters to like make a complete phrase, uh, which is was I wrote down. Uh, Dig at the fallen palm tree X. And so now we see that Austin has a lead on this next part of his beware advantage. Um, other than that, we also see Julie kind of leaning into the mom role. She's got a good relationship with D and she also is developing a good relationship with Drew, almost like a mother son. And so she notes that Drew and Austin are also kind of close and kind of makes a move to bring that group together to create a, a four person alliance. Uh, so that's kind of what's going down at uh, Reba, and I'm wondering what sort of stuck out to you guys. So Besides I like toe. I like that uh, it's it's Tina, right? Uh, Julie, Julie. I like that move from uh, Julie because I feel like sometimes on Survivor we will see uh, the quote unquote older woman, even though Julie ain't older because Wendell older than Julie. She's but, age. She's Bryce's age. But most, you know, sometimes they they will. They almost will like Emily themselves, where it's like, I don't fit in. I like, you know, the kids are younger. And I like, I, again, I love this in Julie because it's like, you know what? Why am I going to fight who I am? Let me be a mama bear. Let me come and bring these kids together. Let me bring the fruit snacks to the, like, you know what I mean? And like, we often don't see that. Sometimes we see where they are isolated and they feel like they're a burden, but it's like, I'm not going to be a burden. I'm packing your Lunchables and we're going to get it together. And I like the fact that she's the one that's bringing them together. Again, so smart. And we've seen this before, but in the recent times, we haven't really seen it a lot. So I was like, okay, Julie, we see you out here playing and we don't see a lot of Julie. And this is one of the things that I thought about during the episode. I was like, that's important for us to see this arc, right? And especially to see this group forming 
And I don't know for what the reason down the line is, but I'm like, I'm hoping that Mama Julie can crack the whip. Uh, and I think that we know that she has the wherewithal to know that I need to get these numbers and I need to make myself a force in this tribe. Agreed. Yeah, I think I think it's a good move on her behalf. Um, like Bryce said, when you're that archetype on this show, sometimes you can be ostracized and actively um, actively not allowing herself to be ostracized, I think is a great idea. I also thought it was a pretty impressive performance by J. Maya. For me, it's like she's smart, right? Like smart, smart. Um, and again, I loved seeing Basil, Drew, uh, come in and kind of them tag teaming it. But again, like for me, I would look at that and be like, oh, that's just a cool little trend of the thing. Like I wouldn't even think anything of it. Right. And so the fact that not only could J Maya like get into it, but was like actually starting to decode it. And then when Drew came, I was like, okay, like she's a force. She is smart. She can see things the way that other people can't see. And I think that that is a skill in this game that can take you a lot of places to the end, potentially. She was trying to decode it. But I would, I, again, what I'm trying to tell you is I would have like, that's a cool pattern. Like, look at them turning up for season 45. I would like, that would have never crossed my mind. That's all I'm saying. So like, I feel like she can see things that, I like that she looked at it and said, this is something that right. I want to try. Yeah. yeah, I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, true that. And I like that every camp has a different sort of beware uh, mission that they have to do. It keeps it fresh. Love it. Uh, so now we kick it over to the Bellow Trod. Uh, and over on Bellow, it's kind of the Bruce show. And we see him hamming it up. He's the drunk uncle. It's polarizing. Some people are loving it. Like Jake's like, Bruce is my guy. He reminds me of a lot of people from Boston. Uh, and then we see like Katora is like, Bruce is full of it. Uh, like he's just cheesing it up. I'm not buying it. Um, what do you guys think about what we've seen from Bruce? I think it's interesting, right? Like I can see Katora's side when I've been on a tribe before where somebody is, you know, it kind of like, Bruce was reminding me a little bit of like Alexis, right? Where in my mind, it's like, I loved Alexis, but like the Alexis that would like pander to LJ and Jeremiah would work my nerves, right? And I would be like, oh, like, and so I can understand where Couture is coming from. But in the same token, at first, just seeing Bruce being a dad and just, just Bruce, Bruce needs to be a whole like survivor segment in itself right i feel like we truly were robbed of bruce in season 44 because the fact that this brucey exists is mind-blowing right and so again there are people that can see couture side however i think we got a confessional where bruce was talking about he turns it on right like so the fact that he's aware that he is a threat the fact that like he knows all of this and it's like his way to combat it is like, let me be the drone, Uncle Bruce. Who wanna party? Like, for me, I think it's genius, right? Like, I just hope that he is able to transition that. But again, for him to have that wherewithal to know what he needs to do, I think is absolutely remarkable. And he's playing a lot harder than what this edit is giving him. And yeah. <laughs> I think, Bryce, um, I. I think, Bryce, you can turn on the Bryce Isaiah and turn it off. I've seen times where you are just like, you know, 
reserved. And I've seen times when you've been extra, extra, extra. And I think you're right. In his case, he knows he knows when to turn it on and uh, and when to like in confessionals. You see him being silly sometimes, but you also see him sometimes just talking like, you know, all right, I turned on the Bruce and, you know, so I think it's a good disarming strategy to do that. But in the case with Katora, it's rubbing her the wrong way. And I wanted to talk about this because there's like this beat now almost, but I think it's a one way beat. Yeah, I think it's a, Katora is being rubbed the wrong way by Bruce from Bruce just existing in his Bruceness. And so she'll go in her confessionals and, you know, charge him up a little bit. And then, but I don't think she's communicating that to him. So he's going to keep on brucing. And I feel like she's going to keep on feeling a type of way about it. And I don't know. I think Bruce Brucing, I think it's making a lot of people enjoy him except for Katura. I don't, I don't, I disagree because I don't necessarily think it's a beef, right? I feel like Katora is seeing the Bruce play, right? And at the end of the day, it's a game. And it's like, I feel like she could see maybe the people following the Bruceness. And that kind of is like, they're forgetting that he is a threat, right? And I feel like, so I feel like in the confessionals, we get that. Uh, but I don't necessarily think it's a beef for me. It's like identifying an issue and it's like kind of sort of playing. It's like kind of almost the same thing with like Emily on the other tribe when the people were uh, identifying Emily as the issue. It's just kind of like the complete opposite because it's only Katora out. Now, mind you, I took a photo with Rob uh, at our event and a meme started storming the internet and baby, I was dying. <laughs> with Michael Bloom in the back talking to Izzy from Big Brother. Shout out. But they were having a serious conversation, but it just looked like Michael yeah. Bloom is mad and not me being the Bellow Tribe, uh, Rob being Bruce, and uh, Mike in the back being Couture. I just thought that that was... That's a good hilarious. one. Oh, yeah. like, this could be viral. Like, you could put any, any three on that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Bryce, it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying is no, she doesn't have a beef with him. What she's doing is recognizing that that Bruceness is game, and yes. he is currently in favor of the tribe by doing it. And she recognizes that that Bruce uh, thing could come and swing her away, right? So it's like I, I don't. I, I feel like again, she's an attorney, right? She's a civil rights attorney, so it's like she is very good at, in my opinion, identifying situate. Like, so I just feel like. It's her identifying that they are eating it up and potentially like aligning and it's leaving her out. And if it's leaving her out, then that's again, but that's something that she needs to work on. But I just feel like I can recognize that. Like, I feel like I, I could, I could understand how she feels. I like that perspective, Bryce. I think that's, that is one way of looking at it. That is not a way that I was looking at it. So that could very well be true. She could just recognize his game. And um, understand game that recognize game, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, time will tell. For me, I actually, I honestly think it's somewhere in between. I think you guys both made good points because I did look at it as like a one sided beef. Like, obviously, Bruce doesn't know that Katura feels this way <laughs> about him, but at the same time, the way that she's feeling about him is partly because of I think his over his uh, likability, his yeah, like, his, you know, he's disarming the fact that like. He has a huge advantage over the other people, but not to cut you off, Jake. I just yeah. want to know why Bruce got one when he got on that boat. 
Why was he, he doing like, that? He did every dance on a boat, Bryce. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I think Katora, she understands his likability, but she also understands that his energy is a little over the top, which I think, independent of him being very likable, is just rubbing her a little bit the wrong way. Um, I but I love could, his Yeah, I, uh, sorry, I was going to say, I also could see it in a world where could it be that maybe Katora and Bruce have talked, right? And Katora doesn't necessarily see that Bruce, right? And so it's like even more of showing how powerful and how persuading Uncle Brucey could be like so I don't know there's just a lot of ways to break it down but I love it right like I feel like in the new age of Survivor we don't necessarily get to see these type of like dilemmas brewing and they're like amazing dilemmas right like or not amazing dilemmas but like interesting to watch yeah it's a cool dynamic it tells a cool story you're seeing a little more of what's going on at the at the camp and we might not have even gotten this storyline in a previous season. Like yeah. this stuff happens. People get rubbed the wrong way by people all the time. And, and again, the 90 minutes is giving us more of these tribe dynamics. Right. And just last episode, Katora was playing Jake, right? Like she, a lawyer, like, you know, like, so it's like, she has it. So it's like, again, gang recognized gang. So is it like her being like, is he outwitting me? Like, again, it's an interesting dynamic. For sure. Um, and so I think that begs the question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, at our panel, I thought Marianne brought up a very interesting topic about, like, sometimes being edited, right? Like, and sometimes someone will be edited as annoying, right? But is the person uh, annoying or is the person, you might have to explain this better, Wendell, annoyed by, like, <laughs> Am, am I does am I an am I an annoying person or do I annoy you or something? Right. Like that? Yeah. So I think that that kind of almost lends to this. Like, is Uncle Bruce being over the top, or how? Or is she just it? perceiving it that way? Right. Because you I see think, the game. I think I think Bruce is being over the top, and now I think, why would you say that? I think there. Are, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people that receive it well. I think Katora receives it as. Either like you said, game or this this guy's being a joker and and that ain't my cup of tea. Yeah. So craziest thing to me is that Bruce on forty four was on Tika. Imagine him with Carolyn, oh Jim, my Carson. That would have been just maybe the best mix of people of all time. Wow. So. I never even <laughs> thought about it like that, Jack. And you're and again, the more Brucey we get to see, he would have fit right in. Like yeah, I know. Uh, him and Jam. Oh, my and God. Him and, him and Carolyn. What? Crazy. Um, but if you don't mind, pull that picture of Bruce on the boat back up. Because next up, we have this survivor journey where Bruce, and I, I got to say, I thought it was hilarious that Bruce, did you see at the end when he was doing like the peekaboo in the boat? Oh, my God. That was that was hilarious. Um, so we got Bruce going from Bello. We got Drew going from uh Reba, he went to an Ivy League school. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. And then we got Brandon <laughs> going from Lulu. And when they reach the the separate island, they get a little bit of a chance to talk. Uh, Drew is kind of facilitating, kind of looking at like a network event. Uh, and I think we get this interesting dichotomy. What's the name of the network, Jack? Uh, the Ivy League Connections <laughs> Summit. <laughs> the Young Professionals <laughs> Summit. The, 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 
this the first annual? First annual Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> uh, collaboration effort. Uh, but Drew is kind of trying to get a little information from everybody for some potential connections down the line, which I think is great. Uh, and we see this interesting, I guess, juxtaposition of Brandon being very forthcoming with some information, whereas Bruce keeps a little bit closer to the chest, which Drew thinks is a bad decision. If you guys are in these players' shoes on this summit with people from tribes that you're not familiar with, what kind of what like what situation are you giving a lot of information? Are you keeping it like what's your approach? I think we have learned that the Rocks Roy approach does not work well. Like I feel like you have to give them something, even if it's made up. Like I feel like to give something but not divulge everything. So I would like, you know, my response was so okay, great. So we're at the summit. Jack, you are Drew, right? So my response would be like, back on the Solana tribe, like we're all getting along. It's great. There are some pockets of people kind of breaking off and forming like little alliances. But for overall, like, you know, we're strong. Like that's the type of answer that I would give. Window? I think, I think I'd give a little more than just that. Well, and you, I'd also... We're at the summit now. So give it, like, tell us. Yeah, Wendell, how's your tribe? Which tribe am I? Uh, let's say your Lulu. Hello. Let's say your. Let's say your. Uh, yeah, let's say your brand. Yeah. Well, you guys have seen my performance, and my tribe is essentially we're a hot mess, and I'm leading the charge of the hot mess. Um, we got Emily running around. Doing the Emily, she seems uh like she's a little ostracized. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that because they would uh they would pick her off as soon as they would scoop her up as soon as there is a swap or a merge. Um, I just I'd let them know that we're a hot mess, but we're <laughs> we're we're all good people. We're happy. I wouldn't let them know who's like the strongest, even though they would probably assume that it's Caleb already. Clearly, yeah. um, I would. Yeah, you give them you give them enough info without letting them know who's on the outs. Uh, but also, I would also want to like find a way to like, hey, this is an opportunity, guys. Like, maybe if if we see each other down the road, maybe we could look out for each other or so, something. Not too much, but like, hey, I right. wouldn't be opposed to I wouldn't be opposed to doing something with y'all should the opportunity arise. You know. Sure. I would get nervous with conversations like that because I feel like I don't want to come off too thirsty because there are some people that will be like, oh, he's trying to like, you know, and yeah. I feel like I would give I would give thirst bucket off. So I'm I'm always leery of like things like that. I will hope that it will come up naturally. But in that situation, I would be scared because I can't I would be like, let's make this a thing. Like, you know, I would just be very direct and I don't know how that would work because they'd be like, we can't trust yeah. him. Uh, yeah, I think it's somewhere in between, right? Like you said, Bryce, if you come off like too comfortable, then I think people will be like, oh, well, maybe they're in the core alliance of the tribe. Maybe they're leading the tribe, which isn't the type of person I necessarily want to pick up if there's a swap or a merge. But if you're like, I'm desperate, like, <laughs> my you, I need you, uh, then I'll just be like, all right, like they're just willing to jump shit. Like I think you got to make it look like, you know, you're cool, calm, and collected, but you're open for business a little bit. Yeah, I like that approach. But now we venture off, the players venture off on a three different paths uh, and they arrive at this 
do or not do or die, but like uh, they can they can risk their vote in the attempt to win an advantage. Uh, and so they're they're told that there's going to be a bunch of these separate tiles. Uh, you have to match these tiles up, and three are not going to have a, a pair. And then those three are going to have numbers on them that you could put on this lockbox to open the box and win your advantage. And you have three minutes to do this. Uh, we kind of get three different perspectives here. Bruce wants to play it safe, decides to protect his vote. Drew realizes the importance of his vote, but kind of says, F it. Like, let's, we're on Survivor. Let's yeah. go. Uh, so he, plays, he goes on him, and then, <laughs> and then Brandon is like, um, you know, I'm a puzzle guy. I'm here to play. Let's do this. Um, and so he also plays. We see Brandon. I think Brandon from the edit comes out a little bit stronger in this challenge. He's making matches. Drew's messing, messed a couple things up. But then Brandon is going through every combination. Can't get it. We see Drew figures out. His three numbers, one is different than Brandon's. And then Drew starts cooking up on the box and is able to get it. At which point we basically realize Brandon's got the numbers wrong. He's not going to get it. Uh, and so Brandon, voteless, Drew wins a safety without power. I think we saw that with Jeremy in Winners at War, where you can leave before the votes are cast. Yeah. And just Drew's on home. Um, what do you guys think about this little challenge? I like this new iteration of this island. Now you go out there, you have your your little uh, your little meeting, and then you go, and now you got to do a challenge. I like it. I like it too. Do you think we're gonna see that most of the because we saw that episode one with the sweater savvy? You had to do both compete. We see it here. Is that the new direction it's going this season? You think? Yes, I like it. I miss the. I like it. I miss the long walk. I like listening to the post interviews of like the past couple of seasons when they had to take that journey and they all said it was like a two hour journey. I think that a part of that journey kind of like helps cement those relationships, which is why I feel like for here, they just arrived on those boats and then it's like, this is the time to get to know each other. And so it, it feels very calculated, right? Very I cool. miss the journey aspect of it a little bit because I feel like that is what will really kind of like when you get the, the more organic conversations. But I love it. Uh, I love Bruce playing it safe. Like, you know, any good dad with a family would do, you know, they got, they're not going to risk it for the biscuit. And um, I am loving this edit of Drew Basile that we're getting, right? And I don't know if it was me, but as Drew was talking, did a lot of narrating this episode. I felt like I was listening to an audiobook, right? Like he brought the Game of Thrones essence in it. He was giving us like, you know, a young leader, like a Joffrey, but a potentially good Joffrey. But we don't really know how that's going to go. But the way that he was narrating and the way that he was like putting and seeing how the things can move. I'm like, OK, here in the 90 minutes. We're getting more of this Drew Basile that like kind of has like a little like not an evil side, but a, a sinister side of like kind of like putting these pieces together. And I'm like, OK, Drew Basile, I'm here for this. So just listening to him narrate these things for me was making me an even more big fan of uh, Basile. I definitely believe that was Basile narrate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I well, I just I do. No, that's a good point. I, I do want to throw out, I thought it was interesting how they had different methods of going about this puzzle. When Drew was throwing his blocks in the sand, I was like, that's a bad yeah. idea. But if you yeah. realize you messed up, now all your blocks are just in the sand. I thought Brandon's stacking idea was good. 
until I realized like, if you, if you're wrong, now you got to like undo. I think what I would do is once I have a pair, just put them next to each other and then off to the side. So when you're done, you could just scan over all your stuff real quick. Just make sure it's all good. Um, but obviously three minutes wasn't a lot of time. And so you're in a, you're in a rush. It's hard to be able to like think about all that. Cause if you, if you're taking that time to do that, maybe you don't have enough time to do the lock. Um, yeah. I also, this just got me thinking about like the idea of risking your vote, especially in the pre-merge uh, and like when and when not to do it. I think that's a conversation maybe for another day. Cause we can go really into it, but I do think it's interesting. Like, there's obviously certain positions within the tribe that you would want to be in or not be in in order to risk your vote. Um, and I don't think it's a bad idea to keep your vote, especially six people. But of course, when you're in the moment, sometimes you want to risk it for the biscuit. And then let's, let's say, let's talk about, so Drew wins the safety without power. Not nothing, not a crazy, it's basically a less powerful idol because you can't vote. You, you don't stay around. Um, but I also think, and I guess this brings us into when they go back to camp, they're both open and honest about what they did get. And I actually think this is the type of advantage where it's ideal for a Drew to be open and honest because it's not a very threatening advantage. It's not, it's not a, oh, I'm going to steal someone's vote or I could idle you out of the game. It's if I'm a little worried or anyone else in our tribe is worried, we can just peace out a tribal and we're not going to be able to directly stab anyone. It's a very passive advantage, which is less threatening. Uh, and then Brandon tells his tribe that he lost, uh, which they all believe very quickly. Uh, but what would y'all make of this? <laughs> I I think that um, I think it's 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 funny, but it's funny how they all believe Brandon. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> but um, in Drew's case, yeah, I think I think he played that right. Let him know what he got and said, "This is for us." You know, if if we need to use it to get somebody up out of here really quick, if we know they're a target, it's ours. And it ends at 10. And so when it ends at final 10, it's also for me, it's like, this isn't something that's going to make or break my game at the final five. You know, if if I'm cool with Drew, I'm going to be like, oh, you could use that at final 10, I guess. And then we're back to normal, you know? Bryce, what about you? So again, I started thinking about you when this came up because, you know, I'm the probability person that loves to think of this. Is this more powerful in the smaller tribes, right? Because if you can use it up to your 10, but you removing yourself wouldn't necessarily change the vote. However, if it's a try before and you remove it, like I think that the effects of it potentially could have a, a more casting effect. But I wanted to know your thoughts on that, being as though you know you're good with the numbers. Thanks. Let's yeah, no, I, I actually love the question. It's something I hadn't really thought about. And I think it is kind of similar to the shot in the dark in a way, <laughs> where if you're in a try before, you know, that the value of that, like the likelihood you're going to get voted out on average, much higher than if you're in a tribe of 11 at the merge. But at the same time, if you're in that tribe of four, your vote is also a lot more impactful than if you're in that tribe of 11. I would lean towards it saying it's more powerful when you're down to about four or five people, just because that target is so, so much bigger on you. But obviously it kind of varies onto if you're maybe a swing vote, right? Like if you're, at a, if you're, if you're in a tribe of five, and you're the and you're in alliance of three. And right. now you but you're maybe a little bit worried someone could flip on you from your alliance. Now you go home, or now, now you don't go home, you go back to camp with this advantage, but now your two allies that were gonna vote with you, it's now two two. 
throws everything for a loop. Um, whereas say it's like there's a core of, say you're in like a Lulu situation and you're a Brandon and the, the, the core three could be voting you or they could be voting Emily. Then it's, that's its best. That's its most powerful. Cause you're just like, all right, I don't even have to worry about this. My vote doesn't really matter. I can just peace out. Um, whereas if he gets it at like an 11, it's, it's a nice safety net. You know, you're not going to go home, but I don't think it could really be leveraged to be as advantageous because like, even if Drew is like aware he's the target, he dips out. Well, then now the, the majority alliance has a chance to just pick a new target. Uh, if Brandon won, do you believe he would have used it? Do you believe that he would have been? The answer is yes. Before you even okay. finish the question. Yeah. The answer is yes. Okay. And you saw him almost use the shot in Mark for no reason. <laughs> and is, if that's the case, is it Emily going home? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm just curious. Because, yeah. I'm just thinking. Say, we found out that uh, Emily was the target as well. Until Hannah quit. I think Hannah might have thought she had that advantage and dipped out. <laughs> I do not know. Not too much Hannah. But it, it's for the whole game. So she's she can never be voted out, but she can never play. <laughs> not um, too much on my hands. <laughs> yes. She used the safety without safety with what is it called? Safety without playing. Thank <laughs> you, Jackery. Hannah's our girl. No, no, I, I, I trust Stop me. I mean, I'm like, if, if you quit, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make my jokes. I'm gonna make my jokes. Um, so, what I do wonder, we'll never know. I wonder if Brandon's advantage would have been the same as Drew's. Uh, oh, that is good. That's the good point. Could it? Because we've seen in the past they can vary. Um, Interesting. But who knows? Now, we see a little bit more of Bello here before the immunity challenge. We see the girlies are using their buffs as like tops and Brandon's Brando uh who's posted up he's throwing his on too uh and and just kind of kicking it with the girls uh and we see him talk about you know he's a little bit more reserved a little bit more awkward he's 22 so he's younger he was worried he wouldn't blend with everybody but here he is getting along with the girls they're they're talking game to him he's getting along with the fellas they're talking game to, with him and then now he and then Kelly find themselves in sort of this swing position where there's a Bruce and Jake, kind of the, the alpha East coast guys, and then a Kendra and a Katora. Uh, and they're both, those two duos are wanting to work with Brando and Kelly. And so now they're in kind of a swing spot. What do you make of Brando's position? If you are a Brando and a Kelly, who do you think you would want to work with? Give me your guys's, your take. Uh, I, I mean, I love, again, we get to see more of this character arc from a Brando. Um, I almost reminds me a little bit of like a Carson, right? Like I feel like he has a lot of game in him and I feel like his social skills are amazing. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know which way he will lean towards, but I definitely love the fact that he's like leaning into this power position with not really attempting to go after the power, right? It's like him just kind of like out here surviving and now he's landed in this spot, which uh, I would hope to think that if, things get a going, uh, he'll be in a position where he can kind of maneuver himself to, to safety. So I, I love that for Brandon. Now, here's my question. Did we see the three women get really close last episode? Mm-hmm. So one might, one might, yeah, one might venture to say that 
for whatever the first, if they have to vote someone out is first, I think, um, I think the first shot might have strategically just so that, because if, if we saw the three of them clearly get close, we watched that, then the first shot might have to be at that just so that now it's, so then he could truly be a swing player. So then what? now it's like you had the three girls. Now you have the two women and you have the two guys and you have Brando in the middle. I would think the first shot would potentially be a Bruce or a Jake or a Luke. Like, I, and again, I, that's where Brando kind of like swings over. Like, I don't, I, I, I ooh, see ooh, this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's not, there's not even another guy on that trial. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, dude, I just I'm, let it go too. I'm like, yeah, he could, he could take out Luke if he wants, or or Jake. It could be and Luke. Jake, <laughs> if I um, if I ever met Jake in person, I'm sure I would have caught him Luke four <laughs> times, and uh, I'm sure he uh just went along with it. But no, I would think that they probably would be uh targets. And I think, target, but why why do you say that? What's the logic behind? If the if the women have come together and we saw that, right? And now we're saying that who Brando and who else was the Kelly were the sweet Kelly, yeah. But yeah. I feel like we saw the women together, right? So it's yeah. like they're really not the swing vote, they're major the majority, and especially if they have Brando. So I'm saying that, like, and again, with what we know with Katora, like I feel like maybe she won't take a shot at Bruce. Maybe she'll try to weaken Bruce by getting rid of Luke. That is the Jake. So again, I feel like we have so much to speculate off of so much information from the 90 minutes is what I love, right? Because there's so much information from last episode, these little nuances that like, I don't know if really Kelly and Brenda are in a swing vote position. I could really, it be Bruce and Luke. That is Jake. Here's my my thinking. And actually, this kind of I rewatched this Survivor Kageon premiere last night. Oh. And it, kind of, it, was, it was kind of watching uh, the dynamics on Luzon, the Green Tribe, Infamous, kind of put this idea in my mind about how do you navigate this, these pre-merge dynamics as a swing vote. And I think it's not a one-size-fits-all solution, but if I'm a Brando or a Kelly here, I think what I do is leave a duo and then a single that are the least likely to come together to take me and my middle person out. And then obviously, I think ideally leave a single that you can maybe flip, like bring back in after the vote out. Sorry, I might be, I might have lagged a little bit there. Bring, leave a, a single that you and your duo person could bring back in after the vote out and create a trio and then take out that obvious duo. So in my mind, Obviously, we know the dynamics a little bit better. You can kind of see that Katura and Bruce aren't getting along super great. And but we also see that Kelly seems to be getting along with Bruce. Brando seems to be getting along with Bruce. I think if for a Kelly and a Brando, as I hate to say because I like him, I think you maybe take out a Jake, then you know Bruce and Katura and Kendra probably aren't gonna work together. And then you could say, and then you still like Bruce, you say, Hey Bruce, come with me, come with me and like, I guess if I'm Brando, I'd say, come with me and Kelly. And then now let's take out a Katura or a Kendra. And then you get yourself down to four with you and your closest ally who are the swing votes. Now you control the tribe. And that's, if you're trying to think about, of course, yeah. Bellows may be the strongest tribe in this season. So they might not have to worry that far ahead. But 
if I'm on a tribe like a Luzon or like a Lulu that is losing, then it's good to be, it's, it's, you want to think those steps ahead where you're always going to be that middle person. And people might even know you're the middle person, but because you're leaving people that don't get along, like a Bruce and a Katura or like a Jatia and a Spencer, you know that you'll control the narrative. Leave that's people smart. that don't get along in it. That's a great, that's a great strategy. Yeah. But obviously people you still want to work with, but you don't want to be in a spot where like, oh, you take out a Bruce and now like, not that this would necessarily happen, but like a Jake, a Katora and a Kendra are like, you know, they've been, they've been playing both sides. Let's us three get together. You want to leave people that aren't going to get together. I like it. I like um, it. That's game. Yeah. So now we get to the challenge. Uh, it's you, get, you climb up this tower in the water. You grab a, a club, I guess you would, you would say. Smash a key off uh, a ring, sw- do a little swimming, cross a balance beam, uh, and that's a one at a time thing for three people. And then when they get all the keys to the last to the the last platform, two people unlock a survivor puzzle. Um, it's like another vertical jigsaw. I guess it's a a tree type of thing, uh, or, or coral maybe. I don't know. Um, just to quickly recap, we see everyone kind of crush it on the uh, smashing portion, which is dope. Um, oh, we had some standouts. We had some standouts. Who would you uh, say? Who, who stood out? We know who Bryce. Go ahead, Bryce. Put your boy up there. Go ahead. I I don't even have it, but I thought Luke stood out. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, Austin and Caleb was doing a thing. You know, I felt like Austin was like, and then Caleb came with us. I said, oh, but then Sean came. I was like, okay, we see you, Sean. We're not going to leave out our King Sean. Because uh, I felt like Sean was in the air flying. Um, and so, I just, you know. Yeah. No, it was, it was fun watching the, the action shots of them leaping and then also having to hit something. Because some of them were going like, trying to go Babe Ruth in there with swinging. I mean, they definitely were. But, you know, I, uh, I watched the episode. I wasn't planning on leaving with a hemorrhoid because my girl Kendra, baby, oh, I know yeah. <laughs> black and blue somewhere because, ooh, the way Kendra, uh, ooh, okay, listen, she fell on that beam. She fell on that wood. Okay, I listen. Now, in my day, I didn't slip the slide a couple oh, of places. God. I could only be so lucky. Okay. <laughs> Can't you do what she was doing? Can't you say slide to the left? Boom. Okay. Slide. Okay. I mean, that's normally how I do it. But, you know, sometimes I'll crisscross it. Oh, my God. I worry as a guy that that type of challenge you. Well, that could be so bad. And then you land in the water, too, and you're just tough. Um, But shout out to Kendra for getting right back up. Because do you know why, Jack? Because we fall down. But we get up. We fall down. But we get up. Get back up again. (laughs) But I was thinking of, because if at first you don't succeed. First you don't succeed. You can dust it off and try again. You can dust it off and try again. Try again. Jack, put your hands up. First you don't succeed. I want to see your hands. You can dust it off and try again. Dust it off and try again. Try again. If I go, would you should I say? Oh, I don't you know. know. Mm-hmm. 
Zayna yes. <laughs> Zayna no. Do it thing. This is how it go. Oh. oh. Don't succeed. You could dust it off and try again. Dust it off, off and try again. Try again. Uh, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Without a dope beat to step to. Step to. Step to. Step to. It's been a long time. Hey. Hey. No beat to step to. Step to. Step to. Step to. Step two. To the Bruce. <laughs> okay, right. If the first you throw to see, <laughs> you can Bruce yourself and Bruce again. You can Bruce yourself and Bruce again. If at first you know to see, boom, boom, boom. You, you can Bruce it up and Bruce again. You can Bruce it up and Bruce again. Bruce again. Oh, Jackery. Go ahead, Jack. I was hitting the whole Bruce, the whole Bruce collection. I know. I... <laughs> uh, yeah. So Reba and Bello. Yeah. Oh, no, Jack, 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 Jack. Jackery. What are you? You thought you were going to s- slide past that one? <laughs> yeah, I did. What you got for us, Jack? Uh, I mean, I've heard that saying before. Has somebody sampled it? If at first you don't succeed, try again. That's inspirational. <laughs> um, Jack's like trying to get some AI to listen to what he's saying right now. Right. <laughs> Not Chad GPT. Uh, yeah. Look at him looking everywhere. We need Jack. an answer, Jack. No, I'm, I'm actually not looking. I'm just trying to, like, I don't have anything around me. All right. Who sings it? I have no idea. I'll give us, you got to at least try artists. Well, at least try the type. Is it a, is it a, is it a solo artist or a group? We're not. No, Jack. That's like a fair. It's hint. a solo artist. I will. I'll even give you a hint. Rest in peace. That's like most of them. Damn. Well, I mean, that sounds but like in the history of music. Like, <laughs> Jeez, um, Jack. <laughs> is a man or a woman? Did person. you hear how we were singing, Jack? I can never tell. You guys have you guys don't have any pitch. We have, we have beautiful angelic voices. What are you saying right now? At first, you don't succeed. Uh, Touch song. Your I love is a one in a million. It goes on and on and on. You give. I just know I'm gonna guess, and it's gonna be so million. off. Um, it's gonna be embarrassing. Oh, love it, babe. Love it, babe. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. How long? Doom, doom. Stick a doom, 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 Make my heart beat. See no one else. You're all I need. Personality. Everything you do. No one else. Cause you love everything about you. Cause your Your love love is one one in a million. Goes on and on. Okay. 
You know, wait. Because I'm sending him a full page letter. Corey and, and I enclosed it with for kids. And, and when we, I write Corey, he better get it on time. That was great. Um, rock the boat. I want you to rock the rock. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, wait. I want you to hold on, wait. Ah, I want you to. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to rock the rock the boat, rock the boat, work the middle, work the middle, change new position, new position, new position, Bruce it for me, Bruce it for me, Bruce it. I can't look at Bruce it. Okay, now we didn't gave you a whole, a whole medley, uh, a whole catalog. It's, it's a, you're speaking a different language than I am. Uh, I I, just, I don't know. Okay, well, give us a Jack. You're not new to this. I just, I, just know I'm gonna, I don't I don't have like a guess. Like I'm. Well, just doom, give us a guess. Doom 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 doom. Ooh, that sounds familiar. Doom 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 doom. I've been watching you like a hawk in the sky. Like I wish you were my friend. I promise you. I you if we keep bumping heads, Bruce, I want to these days. You don't turn your head out. And I mean, I'll tell you, but if, if, I, if I let you know, you can't you tell, tell nobody. I'm talking about nobody. I hope you're responsible. Boy, I gotta watch you tell somebody. I'm not just anybody. Is it my my own? Is it your I'm not that goody goody. Corey, right now I'm naughty naughty. Say, say yes to say no, cause I need somebody. Tell it out, somebody, baby girl. On the map, hey, 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 Oh, but a known as a leader, don't you know? Gotta tell somebody because um, I need somebody tell you about somebody. Jack. What? Okay, I know that song, I've heard it. For the people that get it, that get it, and they're gonna be in the comments and be like, <laughs> Wendell, just I'm dying, but. Jack, you're not getting out of this. So, like, just give us a guess. I don't even have a guess. Like, I don't. He passed away before he was born, but that doesn't matter. That definitely mattered. We didn't even live on this earth at the same time. Jack, (laughs) you and I are four years apart, okay? I I am. Damn. Jack, you are. Zachary Atkins. They said that she was Beyonce before Beyonce. But I mean, we can have a whole podcast about that because I like, I love this artist, but like, don't do it. Keep it cute. Not too much yeah. on. Can I get like a multiple choice? Okay. We'll give you a multiple choice. Okay. Uh, hold, 
I will give you. Give him, hold on. Give him option one. So will <clears throat> I will give you uh, Candy Burris, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, Aaliyah. It's Aaliyah. I mean, he only rapped her name and said it twice, Jay. But you know. I slowed it down, baby. But listen. <clears throat> Jack, you might be out on Survivor, and this might be a new era challenge. We are only helping you out. Oh, yeah, I, you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Jack, you might be at a party. I'm it might party. be a, you know, it might be a, a chocolate be a- sister okay. that's over there in the corner looking good. You might come up to say, I need somebody. somebody. And that, that, listen, Jack, we try to help you out. Okay. I got, I got my moves. Don't worry. <laughs> you heard of Shazam? <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't even hear the song, baby. I was so distracted by you. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> Just pull, okay. pull up on her with a Bruce dance, and it's, it's, <laughs> hey, 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 you! What's you, up, know, baby? you better get up out of your chair. It was when Bruce. Uh, for me, it was when after the challenge was over, and Bruce was like. <laughs> Wait, what? He just walked off. The- <laughs> oh, he did. He was that. like, "See ya." <laughs> He's he like, know. "I was like, you ever owe somebody money? You gotta do the proof." Hey, you got my four dollars? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jack, Jack during this podcast, uh, Wendell asked me the title oh, um, of the song. Do you know who sung that song? <laughs> Now, this isn't funny. I'm doing this with Bryce. What happened to you um, in the third episode in Kagayan? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this with love. This is with love, Hannah said. (laughs) (laughs) That's with love. (laughs) Bryce, what's your your next Irish goodbye gonna look like? Okay. My last one. That's like Brandon when he sees a wall. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. That's all love, though. I love Brandon, but so Jack, wait, Jack. This one is good. (laughs) Ah, window at windows at war. That's not funny. That's not funny. Wait. What when do I have to come back challenge? <laughs> oh. I almost oh, wait. Okay. Okay. I just tore his head. He killed me. Oh no, wait. Oh, no, wait. This is my last one. Oh. Whew. Kendra on that balance beam. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my last one. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait. Bruce on season 44. (laughs) I got got one cooked up. I got one cooked up. Seafood when they catch them in the spy shack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 
Y'all play <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, I, was just, I was just playing, guys. <laughs> Yo, Sandra on the edge of extinction. Hold on, wait. Where were we, Jack? Sweating, Jack. <laughs> I'm dying here. Jack on the floor is alive. <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> uh, uh, so, if you're, if you're listening to the pod, I apologize because uh, Bryce has thrown himself on his floor about 17 uh, times straight and he is sweating right now. So, make uh, sure you watch it on the Bryce Isaiah YouTube page, please. Uh, yeah, this is this is a must. This is a must watch um, on YouTube. I think with with every all the physicality. I mean, from the Bruce dances to the oh yeah, the, yeah. Oh, right. uh, you're okay, so, we're on, so we're on the platform at the challenge, <laughs> and to make it short and sweet, Reba and Bello both perform well in the puzzle. Reba ends up taking first place. Bello gets second, and Lulu once again loses and is going back to tribal council. We yep. get back to camp, and Brandon takes responsibility for his struggles. And he, he and Emily kind of both announced that it's kind of between us. So you guys could go make your decision, whatever you want. Um, which I love. If I'm if I'm in the majority, I love that because I'm like, all right, don't even give anyone an opportunity to scramble. Like you're making our decision easy. Uh, obviously, Brandon also doesn't have a vote, which is difficult. Um, and so Sabaya and, and her squad go back to the tree, finally find the idol tied up in the tree, but realize they need to burn it open with wax and they, or with fire. They still don't have their flint. Um, and so they're, they're SOL. Uh, now, question is, I guess, could she burn it at tribal council on the fire? I don't know if that's allowed or not, but that's definitely an option. Of course, that would kind of alert Emily to the fact that she does have an idol. But at some point, if you don't have, if you can't win a challenge, you're going to need to get that idol open. But maybe it's worth saving it until you know you need it. Because then it's like. If you are on the block, though, right? Like, say I know I'm going home and I have this piece of wax. When we get to tribal, I like I'm curious if we'll ever see the day where like you just put it in there and wait for it to come out and say, Jeff, I'm using this like that. For me, that's. I think you can't. I mean, the rules are unclear, but Survivor loves good TV moments. So I think right. someone melting out their idol at Tribal Council and then playing it to save themselves, Survivor is pretty happy about. Well, yeah. we'll have to check with Adam Klein to see uh, if we could do Anyone can do it except for Adam. If Adam tries it, they'll be like, nope. <laughs> They're like no, you can't. Um, and then, so I guess before we get into the Tribal, what do you guys think about this dynamic? It seems like a pretty clear cut option A or option B type of vote between Brandon and Emily. If you're in the majority alliance, what's kind of like your thought process? Um, I just really feel like this is where that Caleb and Emily's relationship uh, kind of really shine for me, right? Like I feel like, and they talked about it, right? And as much as we love Brandon, like it doesn't seem like his performances are getting any better. So it's like, if they're not getting better, uh, what's my next best option? And so that's, again, where I see with this Caleb and Emily uh, relationship where it's beneficial, right? Because one, it's like, okay, girl, if I save you this go round and say we're here again, uh, 
I might have to switch a little. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this is where that, that planting that seed has, has come up. And um, yeah, it was sad though, right? Like I haven't felt this way in a long time, especially this early on and survivor um, where it's like, I don't want to see either of them go home. Right. Like I don't want to see like Emily just because Emily is Emily. Right. And I feel like I always say, uh, I'm on a road to a better Bryce, right? I, I'm I'm all about self-reflecting. I'm all about uh, hearing about myself, growing from myself. And so there's something so relatable about an Emily, and I don't want her to leave. And there's something so relatable about Brandon, who loves this show, who is not scared to be vulnerable, is just so happy to be here. Like, those are the type of players that I want to see, that I want to root for. And the fact that they're pinned up against each other, it sucks. and. I accredit it again to amazing editing, amazing casting, casting dynamic people that we are only on episode two. And I, my heart is torn because I don't want either of them to go because I understand their journey. And I don't think that in previous seasons we have even had this deep emotional connection because we wouldn't have known their story. We wouldn't have known their art. And so I know that doesn't answer your question, Jack, but for me, I feel like the fact that we're here. And it's these two people. It's just a testament to how great the show is and how amazing the casting and editing uh, have come. We, they did a great job of really making us think that Emily was so on the outs that if they go back, it was going to be her last episode. I really thought like, all right, at least we get Emily for one more week, but she's out of here next time. And um, yeah, I thought it was definitely going to be her until, you know, as we're watching this and we see Brandon kind of like not doing so great at things. It's just like, um, it's going to be one of them. It reminds me again, like Jack said, who's watching Kagyan, like Luzon, right? Where we automatically just knew it was going to be Jatia. And then Jatia built that relationship with Tasha. And then it ended up being Garrett, right? Like, again, there's so many similarities uh, in these type of shows that I didn't even think about. But again, like we just knew from the first episode, um, and shout out to my sister Jatia, she's doing well um, and in recovery. But, uh, you know, we just knew Jatia was done, right? Like we just knew and we came back and something else happened. So there is something, I think, with these three people tribes, right? Although I don't, didn't fare well. There is a dynamic of like, you never really know what can happen. Um, and I encourage anyone that will ever play that is ever listening. If you find yourself on a three-person tribe, remember to talk to everybody, even if you're not working with them, even if you think that like you're polar opposite. Because again, I really feel like in this situation, Emily and Kayla building this relationship ultimately changed the trajectory of uh, the Lulu tribe for this tribal council. Definitely. Uh, and so at tribal, it's pretty clear cut. They kind of have the same conversation between Brandon and Emily. Uh, I also want to know that Emily gave Sabaya her shot oh, in the dark as like a sign of good faith. I don't, yeah. I, I guess that's something you could give away. We've never seen that really happen before. Uh, so I'm curious to see if Sabaya gives it back to her or not. Um, oh. But uh, Sabaya can't vote. Brandon can't vote. And so it ends up being unanimous 3-0 vote against Brandon. And he is sent home and he's very gracious for the opportunity to play. Uh, and yeah, sad to see the homie Brandon go out. Absolutely. I think uh, Brandon is an amazing person, an amazing player. Uh, he gave it his all, right? Uh, you know, sometimes, again, we I'm a fast runner, but I can't win every race. I think that he's still, in these two episodes, 
uh, showed us so much strength and amazingness that I really feel like sometimes strength isn't always physical strength. Strength can be emotional strength and knowing all of the things that Brandon has overcome his anxiety and different things. And, and for him to have a positive outlook still, when Jeff <clears throat> snubbed his torch, she was like, that's so cool. Like, you know, he's still living out his dream. And I have so much respect for Brandon. I think he is an amazing player. Very sad to see him go. But I am also excited that he joins the illustrious group of pre-mergers, right? Because I just feel like sometimes, yeah, we get winners and, you know, making a merge is nice. But honestly, the best players, in my opinion, even before I ever joined the Survivor family, I always loved the pre-merge cast. I felt like they were more dynamic, more fun, and amazing. And so I'm sad to see him go, but I'm happy that he is joining the illustrious, amazing, phenomenal ladder that is pre-mergers. So welcome to the club, baby boy. Bryce, thank you for that. Did I hear you say that you're a fast runner? I don't even have time. <laughs> Bryce, I'm just asking. Uh, Evan, you have footage of Bryce running with a bucket and falling. We could just. I ran track. I played soccer. One mishap in South Africa. And I don't even want to blame it on Jack. And even when I watch the footage, it kind of pisses me off about Jack. Because Jack steps to the side and watches me tumble. Yeah, you were moving so slow, I caught up to you. <laughs> he was running around you. Yeah, and then we ended up dragging you. And we still won. Crazy. I mean, thank you. And I got up. So nobody nobody Whoa. wants to talk about me getting what up. Do you mean, thank you. It wasn't because of you. It was in spite of you. <laughs> but what can we say? Bryce did better than either of us at, at the end of the day. So. Well, but Bryce, um, but Bryce, I, I wanted to go back, Jack, to the shot in the dark. Yeah. If Emily passes it to Sabaya, and now Sabaya has two shots in the dark. Now, I'm not talking about playing them. What if eventually they vote Emily out? But what if Sabaya then uses that to, to gain trust with someone else? Like, hey, I'm going to give you my shot in the dark. Mm. For t- it's, and it, it's, it's really an interesting economy. And now that you mentioned that, I wonder what happens. Say you're in an alliance of like six. Can you all pull your shot in the darks and just get a guaranteed safety on someone? Wow. It makes I don't know. Well, will we but I guess you can't play more than one, right? Right. Per person, because you, you, you have to sacrifice your vote once you lose your vote. You can't. Or they said because Brandon didn't have a vote, he couldn't even play his shot in the dark. And so or, I, I guess you can't stack up. Well, Jack, what if everyone hands all their shots to one person and that one person plays six shots in the dark? Well, that's what I was thinking. But I think once you lose your vote, you can't then play another shot in the dark. You know what I mean? Right. But what I'm saying is if it's not him, if it's someone down the line where we have an alliance of however many, can they pull their shots? And can I play my shot in the dark for someone else? Oh, but you're saying everyone will in that alliance will lose their vote. Well, either that or if, so if, if we all hand you are a shot in the dark, Wendell, once you play one, then you don't have a vote to give up, so you can't play another one. But maybe there's a world where if Bryce is right and you can play your shot in the dark for someone else, we can all – maybe it's like – maybe we have – this is a weird situation because it – say we're in like an alliance of like 
four or five, and we know we're outnumbered, but we want to take a chance. Maybe one of us keeps our vote. All the others play their shot in the dark for the person getting the votes. Like, say, Wendell, you're catching votes from the majority. We put, like, four shots in the dark on you, lose four votes, but then you have a two-thirds chance of being safe. Yeah. And then you're just hoping that that, that that this majority of however many they are didn't split votes. For sure. Yeah. But All right. Assuming, like, say the numbers are, like, six to four, they can't really split their votes because if they don't know you're going to make this move, then you're, like, you're already, like, they, they need a split to, to or they True. can't because you have four. I mean, if they do five and one, well, whatever. Yes, you're right. That would be guess cool. Do five and one just to be safe, but that's that's like always that next level thinking. Yeah. Which that would be cool. Maybe now that we're putting it out in the in the universe, maybe we see it in the future. Uh, this idea emerge. Even I don't even know if it can, but obviously this it might happen this season. Could happen right. this season. But yeah, given the shot in the dark away, didn't know you can do it, and I'm curious how it works out because right, right. I think I, I think for sure once you have one, you can't play a second because. Unless maybe you have two shot and darks and two extra votes and then you play your extra vote and then you play two shot in the darks and then you lose both your extra votes and then you get two shots. Wow. That's a lot. We'll have to stay tuned to Survivor Season 45, Episode 3 to see what the shot in the darks are giving. Uh, I think this was a great episode. Uh, the baby boys are back. Uh, Jackery, thank you again for an amazing episode. Wendeezy, Thank you. Stay tuned. The baby boys will be back. This has been your Survivor News. We see what up. And that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News. We appreciate you for listening and supporting us always. And you can watch this audio podcast on video. Head over to YouTube, type in Bryce Isaiah. Give this video a thumbs up and let us know what you think in the comments. And as always with the Purple Pants Podcast, Make sure you are subscribed. The Purple Pants Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend that a toe is a toe. Because it's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.